Imagine building an organization that provides not just for you and your family, but for the families of hundreds more. A brand recognized as a leader in your field. Why is it that some leaders are able to inspire a team and have a profound impact on our world, while others attempt to beat their teams into submission through micromanagement and managers who, regardless of title, are not leaders, costing their business to lose great talents and resources through attrition and toxic culture, ultimately running a great brand right into the ground? There is something else at play here, and we want to know why. It's your brand. Protect it. Protect it from both the outside and inside of your organization. Welcome to Brandology Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Mosier, alongside co-host David Morrow. We explore great leaders, great brands, and the reasons why they succeed. We also take a look at stories of toxic cultures and the fall of some iconic brands. We'll play brand trivia and interview some of the leading entrepreneurs in today's business world. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome to the episode, and please don't forget to subscribe and follow. Let's begin. <laughs> yeah, we really, really should. We should edit a lot less. So, okay. Well, <laughs> welcome everyone to uh, um, Brandology Podcast. What the hell is the name of this podcast? <laughs> welcome everyone to the Brandology Podcast. Um, I'm your host, David Morrow, along with my co-host, Mark Mosher. Mark, how are you? Doing wonderful. Hey guys. Good. Well, we have a special guest in our studio today, uh, Raquel Boris. Raquel, welcome. Thank you. This is very cool because I think you reached out to me several days ago and here I am and I like know nothing about what's happening. <laughs> yeah, well, neither do we. And so yeah, that's right. the beauty of it. Right right? In perfectly at I know I got some notes of like what you guys might ask, but I really have no clue what's happening. No, yeah, we we're just 60 kind of. seconds in and nobody knows what's happening. Yeah, and we just kind of mislead guests ahead of time. This is really going to be all about politics, religion, and Perfect. like, you know, things like that. No, it's not at all. It's nothing like that. No, we, um, you know, on this podcast, we love to discuss brands, brands that work, why they work, leadership styles that work, people that are good at personal branding, um, influencers, things like that. Like the entire marketing world has changed in the last five to eight years. And we want to know why. We want to know how it's working and what other people that are going through traditional methods of school and then starting at jobs and that and they're, they're they're hitting frustration they want to make an impact we want to help them lead from whatever position they're in and because we firmly believe that leadership is something somebody takes on it has nothing to do with the title and so that's what this is all about so why am i here again <laughs> so again you are here you for the branding ability are here right branding ability yes Thank you. So, so let's start from the top. Tell us who you are. Okay. Tell us what you do. Raquel, just a girl from Southern California, living in Northern Virginia. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, let's see. I'm a mother of two teenagers, divorced. Okay. And right. I decided to go out on my own early this year in January and start my own business. I had been in the corporate world for a while in the mortgage industry. Super wow. glamorous. Okay, you. Are the, so now I know exactly why she's on this podcast, Mark, because that's exactly basically us. Yeah, so I, yeah she worked for Main Street and uh, a couple. There yes. was another one that I recognized. 
Uh, Homeside, I think, was another one I read. Yes. Mark and I both are. Mark and I were both. This is why you guys look so familiar. Yeah, I don't know what Mark is happening. Were, I'm like looking and I'm like, well, where do I know these guys? <laughs> we were both in the mortgage industry for years. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's how I and started. And we both have teenagers and everything else. So, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I was at Home Center and Main Street Home Loans and at Main Street, um, I was their brand relations manager. So I was very lucky and fortunate enough to where I had bosses that knew my strengths and they utilized sure. them and made a position for me because I was doing multicultural business development. Oh, before, okay. but I was naturally already on LinkedIn. I was already, already had a presence, had a following. And so that's when they said, Hey, we want to essentially have you help us, uh, you know, promote our brand. Cause you already do a really good job, you know, with other companies. And so that's how it all started. And then I decided to go out on my own in January because I wanted to be able to cross over other industries and help other folks. Sure. Cause I had enough people and enough interest on LinkedIn that I said, you know what, this is the only way I can do that. Because, you know, obviously, if I'm, if I'm an employer, I have to be very careful about, you know, who I'm promoting. Right. So, yeah, I went out on my own. And unfortunately, you know, a pandemic hit. And with that being said, it's actually, it's been good and bad for, for me. Is there <laughs> but, a pandemic going on? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Have I missed that? No, <laughs> you're like what? Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. Well, you know what? We'll we'll keep you posted on what's happening. In the yeah, world. just let me know. <laughs> like, am I supposed to be wearing a mask or something? I don't know. All right. But okay, yeah, so, so that's, you, that's so where I'm at. Started your business in yeah. January. You get going, start to get traction, and then bam. COVID-19 hits. Yes, I I did have a lot of traction. It's amazing how many people reaching out to me, asking about my services, what I was doing. And then obviously with the pandemic, people are, you know, suddenly going, okay, maybe I should be spending my money on cons you know, a consultant for personal branding when I'm worried about if I'm going to pay my, be able to pay my rent or be able to afford right. my mortgage or food right. or any of that, right? right. Um, and a lot of people's businesses were, were going under. So definitely, took a hit in that respect, but it, I was still so brand new that, you know, all new businesses take time. Yeah. Nobody just is an overnight success. There might be some people, but usually you're not. And so I knew that there was going to be, you know, these like growing pains. So it was something that I expected in the sense of like, okay, Rico, yeah, you're not going to just be a, a success from the start just because you have a lot of people interested you know, the bottom line is when people have to actually write the check or Venmo you the money, that's when they're like, ah, maybe not so much. Um, so then that's where I really had to make it a point to do something where I wasn't being salesy because I didn't want to be that person that was still focused on, on getting business. Because when I saw other people doing that, I thought, ew, that's kind of yuck. Like it just didn't seem right. And it just didn't seem like they were being very sensitive to what was going on. So I thought, okay, that's the last thing I can do is pitch my business. So then I just decided to just kind of give advice and content for free and thought, you know what? I'm just going to be as positive as I can be funny. If I can make someone laugh, then Hey, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I kind of like took it to that level. And then I do a lot with mental health awareness. And being that a lot of people were struggling or still struggling, I'm struggling. I'm an extrovert social person and being yeah. isolated, believe me, I have, I struggle almost every day living by myself. Um, 
So do then you get I had involved with any organizations like NAMI or anything like that? Um, I'm involved with the Imperfectly Perfect campaign. Okay. So it's actually, Very good. A, an organization started out in Australia, but they're mm -hmm. over into other countries in the U.S. Cool. And so I kind of, I, I guess, a spokesperson, if you will, for them. Good. I was helping a little bit with their branding in the beginning. Um, so yeah, Imperfectly Perfect campaign. That's a, that's a, a big one that I've been working with. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you had the the one um, leader at your last position or one of your previous positions that recognized your abilities or what your natural abilities were. Yes. And that's, you know, that really rings true to both David and I because that's one of the, the, the fundamental beliefs that we have is that you can lead from anywhere. Just because your name is assistant, whatever title it is, doesn't mean you can't be a leader. And the reverse of that is just because your name says manager or VP or whatever doesn't mean that you are a leader. So yeah, it's interesting to hear that, yeah, that somebody early on spotted your, your natural abilities and said, hey, you know what? You need to be doing this. When you look back, was there, was there maybe a, a, another individual or a particular instance or circumstance that kind of led you in this direction? Or how did that look? No, it was honestly the people that I worked for because mm. I, when I was married, I was a stay-at-home mom and I got married young. So I never had a career before I got married. I got married at 24, had my first child at 25, stay-at-home mom. So I really didn't know what I was good at. I knew I was a people person and very social and a hard worker and all of that. But I taught yoga for years and cycle. So I knew that I, had, I could command a room. Right. Yeah. So I could actually lead a room and tell people what to do and they'd actually listen to me. So that gave me a lot of confidence, believe it or not. No. To where so I was you know, Yes. Yeah. So, so let me yeah. let me dig down there. So a couple things. First of all, I think that's really inspiring, especially because you know, we 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 kind of spotlight female leaders. And part of that is because there's the whole biological disadvantage that women have, right? Like there's the, there's the, you know, even women that want to work the whole time and don't want to be a stay-at-home mom and everything else, there's still a time for having children and a time not to. And then how do you do that? And my background was in law and I saw them battle with that. Like, do I choose to be partner or do I have a child? Like they were really struggling and it was guys didn't have to make that decision, right? We were like, we're going to miss Christmas. We're going to work till midnight. Have fun, like right. that was just and it's that was just like, right. Okay. It's just expected, right? <laughs> and um, it, it's 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 really amazing to see because I'm seeing it now more than uh, any any anything else. Like the um, uh, uh, the stay at home moms that are coming and building their own businesses, like because it's so fantastic. Right, because there's so many, I think, that listen to us and that we read about that feel that they can't do it and that people don't believe in them. And right. yet we interview one after the other that actually do. And, and, and that's fantastic to see. Yeah, it's crazy because even talking to you right now and just talking about being a yoga and cycle instructor and, and what I just said, that was even like a light bulb moment for me right now because I thought, oh my gosh, you know what, you're right. Like I was actually leading people when I taught these classes. So it did give me that experience. But oddly enough, that kind of led to my demise of my marriage. <laughs> because what happened was, is that my ex-husband, who we have a great relationship, by the way, we're closest to friends, 
but he gets it now because we've been, well, it'll be 10 years now that we've been divorced. But right. what happened was, is I was, yeah, I was a stay at home mom. I cooked dinner. I did the, I did all the bills. Like I cooked dinner. I did everything because he was the one that was out there making the money. So I was like, well, this is my job. And so I want to make sure that I do it right. So I was really good at it. But then what happened too is that I, my kids were getting older and I thought, okay, well, I need to do something for myself. So then that's when I became a yoga and a cycle instructor and I did the whole 90 or uh, 200 hours for yoga. I mean, it was a big deal. Wow. And so when I started- What, what, what cycling group were you with? Um, it was- gosh, Soul Cycle or- No, no, it was like way that? before that even existed. It was before Peloton. I'm 45. This that? was in like okay. 2005. Okay. okay. <laughs> like, so, yeah. yeah. So I think it, I think it might've been like a Reebok type of okay like spin I don't class the old it was spin, spin. it was just yeah. super old school still hard to get people motivated though yeah and so yeah. i just started so teaching leadership. my yeah and my enthusiasm and i always had really good yeah. music like especially yeah. my spin class people love my music yoga i was super hands-on so then i started getting more popular at the gyms and people wanted me to teach more classes and so i started teaching more and then i started gaining this confidence because i was very insecure people pleaser and suddenly i'm like wow people I'm listening to what I have to say. Like I have authority when I'm in the gym, like people believe what I'm talking about. And so, yeah, it just gave me this sense of like, oh my gosh, Raquel, like you have, there's more to you than just being a mom. And unfortunately my ex-husband was kind of like, whoa, like, whoa, wait a minute. This is not what I signed up for in the sense of like, we talked about you teaching, but we didn't talk about you taking it to this level of teaching all the time. Right. And that's where a lot of like that stuff came in. There was already problems, but that was like what really hit me where I was like, you know what? Like I'm starting to realize that there's so much more to me and mm -hmm. I want to explore that. And unfortunately that, that I was in a marriage that I, it wasn't allowing me to get, it wasn't, he wasn't giving me permission to do that. And now he sees what I've done and he's like, yeah, I held, I held you back. Like he says that yeah, he's like, I get it yeah. now, Raquel. You know, I'm, so, yeah. I'm, I'm curious. We, um, on our last several episodes, um, the last half dozen or so, it's interesting. We've we've touched on mental illness more in the last couple episodes than I thought we would in the, the lifespan of this. Oh podcast. wow! Yeah, and it's it's really become uh, enlightening because it's not one of those things that you know historically that people have really openly discussed or talked about their feelings towards or shared you know intimate conversations about. And if you don't mind, I'd just like to kind of ask you, you know, how how you came about being involved in that? Was there a life event? Was there someone close to you? What got you started down that path? Um, so I personally have dealt with uh, clinical depression. So when I was in college, I was clinically depressed and actually attempted suicide. And um, so I needed to go, I was already going to therapy. I was antidepressants on antidepressants, but then, you know, I actually tried to OD on them. So obviously they took them off me, like, you know, I stopped taking yeah. them and I had to go to therapy and it was that experience that I had that now looking back at it, I realized like how important it was. But at the time, up until just recently, I kind of just brushed it aside because I thought like, because there's so much stigma behind, yeah. you know, suicide and depression and all of that. And so I just never really spoke about it. People that were close to me knew about it, but I never openly talked about it until last year i think yeah you know eddie perez with uh equity yep. prime mortgage so he was yep. talking about um it was mental health awareness month i think it's in march and it was it was last year he was talking about he's you know he was saying we need to change the narrative we need as leaders to be able to speak up and i thought right well shoot i have this platform i have a following i have an experience eddie and i had just spoken about it we're friends i thought okay 
someone like me has to say something because I'm the typical person that everyone seems that she lives this great, happy, perfect life. And, and I thought, okay, let me shock some people <laughs> and tell right. them that that's not the case. No, and that then I still struggle. So I did that and it was amazing the amount of um, feedback I received and it was all positive because I was nervous because I did it on LinkedIn and LinkedIn, mm -hmm. we all know, is kind of like, hey, yep. a lot of, this isn't Facebook, folks. This isn't That's, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought I was going to get a lot of uh, backlash because of it and it was complete opposite. And so that, that just made me realize how important it is to talk about it and how many people want to hear about it and want to feel like they're not alone because I had so many people reach out to me. So many people. It was in, I still have people reach out to me every now and then. Well, sure. And it's all in the definition of what we mean by mental illness, right? Because, you know, 25 years ago, DSM, right, the Diagnostic Statistical Manual that diagnoses all these conditions was like this thin. Mm -hmm. And now it's like this thick. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and it, it accounts for so many different things. And just because you have one of those, which almost everybody has several. And it's, yeah. it's just a matter of more a personality trait and what things could be triggers, what things could set you off, what things do we not want to talk about, what things do we want to let, let go and, and, or dig deeper to, to, to help someone. Yeah, because so it's, it's interesting. I was on a, a networking call the other day and I made a joke about how I'm like the crazy lady, the crazy person, because I kind of own that I am not like I am. People are like, you're so nuts. You're crazy. And I said that. And there was a woman on the, in the, uh, on the call. Apparently, she suffers from bipolar. And she reached out to me separately and was like, hey, by the way, I didn't realize until you said crazy that that's a trigger word. Right. And I apologized. I said, listen, in no way was I trying to like trigger you or be a fan. I said, I just, oh, yeah. that I kind of, I said, I've been able to kind of move past. Being energetic and enthusiastic yeah. <laughs> and open and caring yeah. and vulnerable doesn't mean you're crazy. It means you're those things, right? I know, but I and just, that, you know, I'm like self-deprecating. Because we're times. told by like conservative dogma that we are like, oh, you guys are acting crazy. And it's like, no, that's, those are two different, those are two yeah. totally different things. And so I said that and, it, and, and she took it yeah. And That's so, you know, obviously I apologize and I was like, hey, next time I'm ever like in a call with you or anything, I'll make right. sure not to say that. But it, it, it's amazing how, yeah, there's some triggers and there's some words that, that really affect others. Well, look at the 1984 ad, look at the ad from Apple, you know, 30 years ago about, you know, they... I wasn't born the crazy yet, ones, right? I wasn't born yet. Yeah, no, I know yeah, you weren't. Be, neither one, Raquel or I were not born. I yet. was, you know, you bring it back was, in there, buddy. I was, I was in my, I was, I was in my '60s <laughs> back then, so I remember you, young whippersnappers. Being oh my gosh! Born. And uh, no, but I mean, just talking about like how they they thought, you know, Gandhi was crazy, and they thought Einstein was crazy, and they thought all these people were crazy, and and yet those are the people that changed the world. Mm -hmm. right? Because they were daring enough to be vulnerable and to be authentic and to just tell other people just to shut up and move yeah. over. Like either join, follow, like follow me, join me or get the hell out of our way because we yeah. got to change things. Well, it's just it's like, like like a Gary V, right? right? Where Gary V, he's not your typical no. <laughs> He's, he's all over the place. He says the F word every other, you know, Absolutely. word. Absolutely. Psychology, Gary Vee probably has 
a million things that would qualify under that, right? But think, right. But uh, look, he's people are like loving him. He's, he's brilliant. He right. So that's really, really interesting. Yeah. That's so it's people like that that have to remind me, like, hey, look, they might have plenty of haters, but look at all the people that actually do appreciate and respect what he has to say. So that's kind of how I view with me. If I say something that might be a little bit off the cuff. Yeah, I don't do it maliciously. I never do. And I don't think he ever, he doesn't do it maliciously either. It's just him, right? And it's just like what he feels in that moment and his opinion. And it's the same thing with me. And so I always have to remind myself, I tell not everyone's going to agree with what you have to say. It's okay. But remember those that do, those are the ones that you have to focus on. Those are the ones that you're inspiring, encouraging and all of that. Right. The rest, it's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. I'm curious, I know, um, I know social media is a part of what, what you do or a large part of what you do yes have you seen that change or how has that changed um since since covid I mean, are you seeing more traction in other areas or, or more people coming together on other platforms what is that i've seen a huge change especially on linkedin it's funny how many people have jumped over our, over to linkedin during covid because i think what was happening is that facebook was getting saturated with people just like you know, the venom of like, I don't believe in this or the government saying that or politics this or the, I mean, it was just crazy. So I think a lot of people were like, okay, where can I go where I can actually maybe engage in content that might help my business, my personal growth. And I think that's what happened. So then LinkedIn kind of started shifting a little bit where it got a little bit more Facebooky. Um, and then Instagram, a lot of people are jumping over to Instagram and trying to do business over there as well. So I saw a lot of it, but kind of there's a little bit of backlash there because what happens is a lot of these people that aren't don't understand how to navigate a platform like LinkedIn, for instance, or getting on there, talking and putting up posts and content where you're like, whoa, like we've never heard of it. We don't know who you are. And suddenly you're coming on this platform and just being wild. Um, I, I saw a lot of that as well. And that's where I tell people, it, you really do need to develop trust and respect with your network. Hey everyone, the Brandology team has a special coming soon, and it's the rise and fall of an iconic international social media platform. At its peak, the website was valued at over $12 billion and had 75,000 new users every day. But within a few short years, it was liquidated and sold for pennies on the dollar. What went wrong? What caused this huge brand to fizzle? It was launched in 2004 and was acquired just a year later for over a half a billion dollars from Rupert Murdoch's News Corporation. In fact, for the next three years, it was the largest social media site in the world. In 2006, it surpassed Google as the most visited site in the United States. So where in the world is it? Why is your new band's music not on it? Why do you not have an account on it anymore? Why even is this ridiculous podcast not hosted on it? What happened? Come listen as we explore in this next series the rise and fall of the iconic social media platform, MySpace. And now back to our episode. Like social media, so many people think that they can just throw whatever they want out there because it's social media. No, there still has to be respect. You still have to understand that there's someone on the other side of that computer, or the phone. Like yeah. we all have feelings and feel some accountability. Yeah, like we're humans. Like don't just because you're behind a computer, it does not give you any permission or right 
to do certain things. And I think that's what I've been seeing a lot of. And it's unfortunate because um, everyone's on social media. I mean, we're all, I mean, it's a little bit better now, maybe with the isolation, people are be able to go out. But remember, there was that point in time where nobody was going anywhere. And so right. the only thing that they were watching. And so you have to be really careful about what you're putting out there. So that's why I made a point. I'm like, if I'm going to put out content, I want it to be where if someone smiles or if someone feels good about themselves or they, it's a positive thing um, where they don't want to go and, you know, basically do God knows what, because yeah, people are just, their mind is not in a good place. And a lot of them are still not in a good place right now. So I think. No, but that's good that. advice. Yeah, that's, that's good advice. I think the, uh, the listeners have found value in that a lot. So the, um, the leader you had that in your previous position that, that kind of told you, you know, move this direction, we see this ability, you know, this is what you have. Was there anything that you look back on maybe that inspired you before then? Did you have a feeling that this would be something you would do? Or did you know that you had these abilities prior to that? Other than, than being able to command a, a room and, and, you know, voice uh, a voice that, that inspired leadership. Was there anything else that inspired you? Well, when I was younger, I, I somehow knew I wanted to go into marketing or PR. Remember, branding is a newer term. So branding didn't ex exist back then. It was marketing. And I just remember thinking, oh, marketing seems like such a cool career to go, you know, to go in. I mean, I'm a very creative person. Like, this is my artwork behind me. So I come from an artistic background. My mom's an artist, my brother, my great aunt. Like, it literally runs through my veins. Mm -hmm. So I've always been very, very creative. And uh, so that part of it, I knew I wanted to do something that allowed my creativity to come through. And unfortunately, I just, a lot of the corporate jobs, I wasn't able to do that. And so the branding gets to kind of, uh, I guess it's like a marriage of, of all the things that I'm good at with the creativity, being a people person, because it is tugging at people's heartstrings. Let's, let's be honest, it's the emotional connection that you're conveying through your brand. I mean, look at all these other, these brands like, you know, Coca-Cola and Starbucks and Apple. They do these commercials where they just get you emotionally. <laughs> you could care less if it's Coke or Starbucks yeah. or what it is. You're just like, oh my gosh, they just totally like hit me right in here. And so that was another thing too, is I'm, a, I'm, I'm that person that I, like any job that I've been at, I'm the one that everyone comes to and like closes the door and starts just like telling me all their deep darkest secrets because for whatever reason people trust me in that way that they can share those things with me and I'm not going to say anything. So sometimes I think maybe I should have been a psychologist, but that <laughs> whole the whole schooling educational part of it I would have like stunk at. Pretty but <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's really cool. It's all these things I know that I've had that I'm good at and and then I get to do something that I absolutely love and have all these different elements in it. It's, it's weird how it happened because never in my right mind did I ever think I'd get to where I'm at today, ever. That's excellent. Okay, well with that said and with that segue, um, I think it's time to play some brand culture trivia. What do you okay. think? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll see how bad so, things Let's go ahead and we will uh, go ahead and play the intro and right <laughs> yeah, let's let's introduce the listeners to our brand culture trivia um, intro. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome everyone to Brand Culture Trivia, where the points don't matter, but the brand does. In this segment, we play a trivia game against our guest. I'm your host, Mark Mosier, along with my co-host, David Morrow. 
David, tell us about the rules and the awesome prizes. Absolutely. The rules are as follows. You get to guess as fast as you can. You get as many answers as you want. And the first one to give the right answer wins a point. The first contestant to three points wins the game. What do you get if you win? Glad you asked. You get 14,684 Brandology bucks. What is that worth? Those are absolutely worthless. But we might send you a sticker for playing. So let's get started with brand culture trivia. David, why don't you spin the wheel of trivia and see what our first question is? All right, here I go. It is a heavy, heavy wheel. Excellent. Okay, so now let's uh, let's get going. Let's play with, a game. Uh, brand culture trivia. This is going to be question one. Guess as ma- as fast as you can, as many guesses as you want. So I'm going to give you the company slogan. You're going to tell me what company this is. Oh, I'm so bad at this. I, Re- I think you purposely are bad just to make me feel better. <laughs> Breakfast of champions. Uh, Wheaties. Wow. Okay. Uh, we well. have we have a winner for <laughs> one to nothing. Sandbagger. Yeah. <laughs> The best a man can get. Question. Oh, um, that's um, it's, I know it's deodorant or or not. But no, no, it's um, no, the that's the best right. a man can get. Question two. Oh, is it um? Balance. Uh, Gillette. It is Gillette. <laughs> it is two to nothing. Mark, <laughs> Mark, are you? Is your mic on? Is your I'm mic gonna have to, I'm going to have to challenge that last, last answer. Could you, you know, use that in the form of a verb? Yes. <laughs> uh, Mark doesn't know how to ever Gillette anything. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. So it is two to nothing once again doing okay. basic math. Mark, if you had 10,000 times the amount of points that you had right now, she would still be winning. I'd still be losing. So, Okay. Um, hmm, hmm, let me see. Ooh, there's so many good ones here. Uh, what's in your wallet? Oh, Visa, the Visa card. It's Jennifer Garner, what's in your wallet? Right? No, Capital One, Capital One, Capital One. Yeah, but it was yeah, but at least it was Jennifer Garner Capital One. What's in your wallet? I love her. That's okay, right. yeah, 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 yeah. And she's the winner. That was fast. Ah! You just won a record of the fastest. Did I? Did I? Do I at least get that? Record, yes. Of Mark Mosher ever. Like he. Okay, she, awesome. Because I'm super competitive she, and I watch a lot of TV, as you can. That well, congratulations. You are the proud winner of 14684 brand allergy bucks. So our accounting department will be in touch with your Perfect. people. Perfect. I'll cash it in for something really oh, good. Oh, yeah. We've got, there's, I believe there's a convertible Rolls. There's a Bentley. Yeah. Mine. Oh, I was hoping it would be like at uh, Chuck E. Cheese where I could get like a little finger puppet <laughs> or like. Some Tootsie Rolls. Tootsie Rolls. Plastic Slinky. Yeah, right. Uh, whatever uh, ring pop. Ring pop. Let me yeah. see. Let me see. No, our accountant says we can't afford finger. You can't afford the ring pop. We can't afford <laughs> finger puppets. So we'll have to we'll have to just focus on the brand allergy. Okay. 
All right. Well, congratulations, though. That was well played. Mark, once again, terrible, terrible job. Okay. You know what? I feel so much better now because that, that was a lot of pressure. I, I know. As, some, as a recovering nervous. perfectionist, tell them they're going to play. OCD. Yeah, I like it. Mark and I want to take a moment and thank everyone that listens and subscribes to our podcast. It means a lot. We're truly trying to make this one that we ourselves would find interesting and find entertaining. Um, If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or ideas for subjects, great brands that have risen and fallen, great case studies, or fantastic guests that you'd like to see, please reach out to us, brandologypodcaststaff at gmail.com. That's brandologypodcaststaff at gmail.com. Thanks, and back to the episode. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so let's get back to uh, some of the questions that we were asking. Yes. Um, you know, is that when you were growing up, and I know we touched on this, but is there is there anything that happened in your in your youth, or anybody that kind of when you were growing up, someone that was older that inspired you or that you wanted to be like? I know that's. I always feel so badly because. Everyone's like, oh, my mom, my dad, my uncle, my grand. I don't have any of that. Like, it's unfortunate. I was not, I didn't grow up in like a very nurturing environment where I had parents who are like, you can do whatever you want or you could be that person. I didn't have that. No. Um, so that's why I think I was so insecure and such a people pleaser and all of that. So um, there were certain, there was like certain teachers that I absolutely love. Like I had a third grade teacher where she had such an impact on me just because she was so kind and compassionate. And there was something about her that I loved. that I remember when I went to college, I found her at the school she was teaching and I brought her roses on Valentine's oh, day. And I, didn't, I hadn't seen her since elementary school, but like, that's how much of an impact she had on me. And I'm that person. So even my uh, junior year in high school, our teacher, Mr. H, I still keep in touch with him and I painted him a smiley face because I had gotten, I had received, which I still have in my bedroom, the Walt Whitman Award for most smiley faces because I always did <laughs> smiley faces and he did too. So he gave me the award. So then I did a painting of a smiley face and to this day, so I was, it, it was 1992 that I was his junior, yeah, it was our, we were his first class that, he, that, that we graduated with him. So, um, he has the the painting in his in his classroom. No matter what classroom he goes, he has That's the painting. Really and I still go cool. visit him. And I visited him last year, and I have a picture, a selfie of us with the with the painting, because like he had such an impact too. And it's not like they said anything that was like super inspirational or any of that. It's like my it's um how they made you an- feel. It's yes, it's my Angelo's quote of how it's not what they it's how you that person makes you feel and that's essentially those are the type of people that inspire me it's not necessarily like what they have to say it's like you just made me feel like they create simon sinek calls it they create a circle of safety right that's what leaders do right leaders create a circle of safety so that you can actually do the best yeah. And that to me is, is right. where the That's impact lies. Yeah. So when we talk about leadership, like wh- what in your experience as you're helping these brands, what are you finding are some of the most positive cultures, not just from the employee standpoint, but some of the best results that you're seeing? Um, so I was just going to say that Main Street Home Loans is the only company that I've worked for with their brands. So I do 
when I left and started my own business, I focus on personal branding um, because I do feel that a lot of these companies need to have essentially a face to their company because someone people need to connect with someone and so they don't connect with the logo they connect with the person and so um, that's kind of why I went towards the personal brand because of, of that emotional right. connection um, so let me ask you this with because and here again with the world we live in now and people hungry for you know human connection and reaching out through and you know the platforms are social media and that's really what what we've got you know things change a little bit now and then but in the past couple months that's the way it's been maybe what um just high level advice would you give people and you mentioned on a couple of good things earlier um advice on maybe what not to do as far as personal branding or recognition when it comes to the social platforms um so yes it's your personal brand but it shouldn't be all about yourself I think that's something that I have managed. I think I'd be able, I was able to create what I created because I didn't, I wasn't focused on me, me, me in the sense that I wanted to focus on the people that I'm speaking to. Uh, I wanted to, and I still do this all the time, promote connections of mine that are doing amazing things. So I do my best to have that's what my brand's all about. And I, I find that a lot of people think, oh, personal brand, that means, yeah, it's all about me. And I think that's where they kind of miss, miss the boat a little bit because nobody wants to see someone that's super self-serving and self-promoting and it's all about that. They don't want to see that. Wow, that's right, really good advice. That's really good. <laughs> well, I think it gets into the philosophy of people don't like to be sold. I don't think anybody wants to be sold. They want to, to, to gain value from things, right? right. I mean, that's exactly. Been, that's been our approach. It's been our go-to-market approach, where we go. We, you know, our field is cybersecurity. We go. We train users. We don't charge for it. We do it uh, because it benefits people by not getting a data breach. Why? Because then, a, they trust us. They know we're not just salespeople. But then also, then they see that we're there to truly help them, right? Because we would rather them get to know us, trust us, and then use us for a project or engage with us for help desk or whatever else that we could sell them, right? But after we have a relationship, right? Yeah. And meanwhile, we're, we're helping keeping them from having their brand destroyed, right? Because yeah. that's what it's really all about. Yeah, I think too, I think we're in a day and age where everyone thinks that there's an agenda. Everybody has an agenda. Right. And that's not necessarily the case. I feel, yes, I have a business, but I really am that, I really genuinely want to help. Like there are people out there that really do. And I've managed to find those people, for instance, on LinkedIn and surround myself with those like-minded people like Michael Ray. I don't know if you know him on, <laughs> on LinkedIn, the smile guy, right? So well, interesting story. Michael yeah. Ray was my competition in the mortgage business. Yeah, because he, he was in the industry. industry. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. So Michael, someone that he and I have become really good friends. Like we FaceTime all the time. I know his kids, his girlfriend, everything. Like That's awesome. Yeah, That's we become awesome. really close. But he's that type of guy too where I I know he has no agenda. Like he legit just wants to bring smiles to people and yeah. do random acts of kindness. Like he just wants to be that person. And I'm the same way. And then there's other people on there. And so we've all kind of like attracted each other and we all realize, okay, you know what? There are people out there that are just trying to do good. 
We actually featured him, uh, an interview from him uh, from TV on our Tell Me Something Good segment. Oh, okay. We we had a segment on Toys R Us and the rise and fall of Toys R Us. Mm. And in one of those, we had a segment where we uh, where we captured uh, his interview. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he, but spread smiles and things like that. And, he, and he's like that in person, you know, because yeah. there's a lot of people that there's that persona and they think, oh, wow, are they really like that, you know, behind the scenes? And he really is. And I feel like I'm like that, too, that what what you see out on these videos and what I do on my posts, you're if we go and hang out at the local bar or we go at an event like that, I'm going to be the same person. All right. Um, and so that's what I love about him. But there's other people just like him that are doing that. And I think we it's just we're reminders of like, hey, this world can is still <laughs> really good place. <laughs> you know, there's still people out there that care that that want to spread love and, and it's it's like I just want to remind people of that because I think what happens is we with social media and just with the news and with everything we're hit with all the negative stuff and all the bad stuff and then we think like oh my gosh you know what there's no hope <laughs> what what's the point of me doing this or that or why should I even bother because it's not gonna help and it's like I want to be that person that wants to I want to give people hope and that was something really cool that um, when I had done a video last week, or I did a podcast, and I was very, very vulnerable and transparent on that pod- podcast about my struggles and everything. And he finally got the courage. He said he literally wanted to reach out to me for months, but was just too scared. He finally had the courage to, and he reached out to me. I had an almost a two-hour phone call with him. He's like, can I just talk? And I was like, sure. Mm. It, so he called me t- almost two hours later. He broke down in tears, everything, opening up about his stuff. And um, at the end of it, he's like, you know what, Raquel, thank you. He goes, you gave me hope. Because he he wants to put himself out there too. And so I gave him hope that he can do it in a way that's genuine, authentic, that it's like, and he can still share his stories. But just that moment of him saying, you gave me hope, I was like, ah, you know what, mic drop, like this is exactly why I do what I do. Because I just want to be able to help people in any process and way I can. Granted, yeah, I might be broke. <laughs> <laughs> I can help the, bro- the, Yeah, I'm like one of those broke gurus, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the type of person where I believe that there's a higher purpose and there's a reason. And I just, once again, have hope and faith that I am on the path and the journey that I'm supposed to be on. And, and uh, yeah, I just have to trust it and just try to live every day by doing good deeds, being kind, compassionate, just being a good human being. That's why I like the um, mantra, always do the right thing even when no one's looking. Yeah. Wasn't well, that like the definition of integrity? That's what I always told my kids. Like the definition of integrity is like when you won't get caught, nobody's looking, right? You Are you right still thing. going to do the right thing? Yeah, I've done because, a lot of things. If the answer is, well, if I'm not going to get sure. caught, no, then really you, you, you're not acting with integrity, right? No, I know. And it's it's funny because nowadays, like, everybody pulls out their camera to show what they did that was great. Like, even yesterday, there was a video that went viral of this guy. There was a delivery guy that came to the door. And, like, just like Michael, I mean, he, yes, he's doing it on camera and everything, but I think his is different because he's trying to do, like, a nonprofit and he's trying to... Yeah, I think that's, like, his platform. That's his platform. Think, he wants to do, like, yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. But as far as, like, all these other people where as soon as they're going to do something nice, they pull their phone out. 
and they know that it's going to go viral. And that's where I get a little bit kind of like, uh, come on, you know, like, believe me, I've done plenty of stuff where, you know, I've helped a homeless guy, I've like, whatever, I've fought, I mean, I've done a ton of stuff, but I never have I ever thought like, gosh, I need to pull out the camera because I need to prove to people that right. I do good things. I think that's the problem is like, why do you have to prove to somebody else that you did a good deed? Like that mentality right there is, is, is I think where a lot of us are at and I just and that's and it's hard because believe me I have those moments too where I'm like oh wow I did something really good I wish people could see well, yeah I want to share it with everyone but then I have to think about that too it's like but why why do I feel the need of having to share it it's giving why because it's giving me validation that's at the end of the day that's what it's doing it's validate it's my insecurity right yeah that's I mean, exactly so, right if, yeah, if who care if someone else saw and be like, oh, that's great, Raquel, oh my God, you're so amazing. That's what they're saying. You're so amazing. You're so nice. You're so this. You're so that. So let me ask you this. <laughs> What's the, uh, I know Mark has a favorite, as we wrap this up, I know Mark has a favorite question that he always asks. One of my oh. favorite questions is, is where is the best place you've ever traveled to and why? <laughs> So far, the best place that I've traveled to is, I'm going to say, Tepoztlan, Mexico. Okay. And I've been to Italy and I've been to Paris, but I'm going to say that because there's something in the air, there's some kind of energy, and that's why the Aztecs were there, because they're copper. They had, there's oh, wow. copper, yeah, there's copper in the, in the mountains, and they have a temple there, and there's a lot of yoga retreats there as well and spas because there's this energy that it is that uh, the copper just kind of like generates and so it's this really cool little small town so you have all of that kind of spiritual energy but then you also have the markets with all the you know the the natural fruit and the natural right. fruit. and then I, I've been there during the Easter um, Easter week so they do this whole like procession in the streets and it's just there's so much culture and there's it's just it's amazing so that that yeah that i think maybe that would be it even though there's been many other other places too okay uh, you Go just lengthen my bucket list thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> so mark why don't you go ahead and ask your question that you well are. i just i always i i like to ask it and we get a lot of um listener responses back and it's because the the answers are so diverse it's really kind of cool and it's really just kind of lighthearted. but okay as a child what did you want to be when you grew up i think i for the longest time i wanted to be a teacher okay wow even as a kid i knew i loved kids and to that's this day strong. i love them that's really good yeah like i just i think there's something about the innocence of kids and like they you just can just be yourself and so I'm that person where I'll go to a party like an adult party but the kids are there and they're like in the basement or they're put in like in a playroom I will be in that playroom or I'll be in the basement making being the like their best friend yeah. because I literally will get on the ground I will play with them I will goof off I, I, I love children and so I, I feel like at some point down the road i i want to be a keynote speaker and talk about suicide and depression but i want to talk about it with the young kids and teenagers and young children so i'm, I'm thinking like that's going to be the way that i can kind of 
start working with that's kids. That's a great, yeah, great crossover, right? Yeah, but yeah. I just, I, yeah, there's something about, about children, what they say and, and just how they are. It just, once well, it's again, just, it gives you it's that It's like puppies. It's like pure innocence, right? Like, yeah. It's the you know. purest form of like joy. Like I did a post about this the other day. I have a picture of me in my kitchen. It's right across and it's me just like smiling and I'm like, it looks like I'm skipping or dancing in the yard and someone had taken it from like behind a tree or like a plant. Like, so it wasn't, I didn't know I was having, getting a picture taken of me and just the pure joy on my face. It's a reminder to me every morning when I wake up and I come down in my kitchen to get my coffee. It's just, it's a reminder of like Raquel just channel that inner joy, you know, and try to send it out there to the world so that other people can feel that way. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank that, you. That was some really great, great insights. And, and thanks so. for opening up and there's some words of wisdom. I'm going to have to go back and listen just to pick up on some of the things you said. So. Oh, I appreciate yeah. that. Well, this will definitely not be our last conversation. No, but, it better not be. Or else no, we're no, super absolutely. offended. <laughs> Now that I know you know Michael Ray, yeah, this is going to kick off a whole nother series of things. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. He and I, are, we, we have a really good uh, FaceTime friendship. That's awesome. It's the best. And he knows that I always screenshot her or, 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 because he has the funniest faces. So I'm always constantly screenshotting them and putting them on social media. That's, that's <laughs> great. All right. Well, thank you so much and uh, have a great evening and we will, uh, we will be in touch. All right. Great. Right. Thank you. Hey, David, that was another great episode. We tend to post one or two a week. Uh, unfortunately, don't really have a way of wrapping this up. No, uh, no, we really don't have anything formal or fancy or technological. Um, thank you for listening. Please follow and subscribe. Turn notifications on so that when we post the next episode, you will be notified of the new content. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. Everyone, thanks for listening.